Hey there, welcome to LSAT Demon Daily. I'm Ben Olson, that's Nathan Fox. We're the founders of LSATdemon.com and our weekly podcast, Thinking LSAT. We have an email here from new demon-free student, Gavin. Fantastic. Welcome. Demon Free has a wealth of resources. Everybody should go to LSATdemon.com and sign up for a free account. There's weeks of studying that you could do just with your Demon Free account, and I hope you will make the most of that. Gavin says, it takes me over half an hour just to solve one game, not including answering the questions. On several games, I have found that after the fact, I did not actually solve the game and realized that there were more possibilities for ordering the game or grouping the game or whatever it is. Is this a somewhat common level of initial understanding? Would you recommend obsessing over a game and not leaving it until I can 100% solve it and it makes perfect sense? After watching your explanations, I can see how you were able to solve it, but I don't necessarily feel I could have replicated the process. You're able to make inferences that are not intuitive to me yet. The impatience kicks in and I have been moving on to struggle with the next game. I know you believe that logic games are the easiest section to master and I am capable of that, but is it current? But it is currently hard to picture myself eventually being perfect on logic games. However, I'm very, very early on in a long studying journey, and I understand that it's going to be a daily effort to get to where I want to be, and I am ready for that. That's from Gavin. Boy, there's a lot to like in that email, huh? Yeah, I think Gavin gets it. The short answer to your question, Gavin, is yes, it's a very common level of initial understanding. Uh, Games is the most foreign section on the test to most people when they first start studying for the LSAT. So you're fine. You also have the right mindset about how to get into this process for the long haul. And ironically, that's going to help you make progress faster. If you can just get into this and do a game daily to satisfy your impatience, I would encourage you to also do logical reasoning and reading comp questions in drilling. Like you can, you can do a game a day And then just say, okay, that's all I was able to do for games. And I'm going to do some LR and make progress faster there possibly so that you feel good about the progress you're making. Yeah, totally. I want to commend you for, you know, deciding that you're going to just do what it takes, like have this be a a long process. The easiest way to master games, I think, is to just do a bunch of them. I mean, do them one at a time. do your best on it, get stuck, watch a little bit of a video, hit pause, work on it on your own, get stuck again, hit unpause, watch a little more, get unstuck, (laughs) hit pause, work on it more, (laughs) just keep going back and forth. And also you should consider other approaches. Um, we have tons of videos just, you know, about the games. We, we have more and more and more videos that keep getting added. Yeah. Uh, that explain each game. And frequently you're going to see like four five, six different approaches to the same game. And the message there is that there's not one solution. There's so many solutions. These games are built to be solved and it's not like you've got to find the one magic inference. You've just got to do something. You just got to get to work unlocking it. And Ben might've unlocked it one way and I might've unlocked it another way. And our other teachers might've unlocked it yet another way or me on a different day. I very likely unlocked it in a different way. 
Yeah. And once you learn that, the critical skill of like, oh, wow, this is just improvisational. I have to read it. I have to understand it. I have to react to it. That's what you have to do on every part of the test. Read it and react to it. On games, the reaction is, oh, I noticed that Q was mentioned in more than one rule. Q seems like a sticky player in this game. Maybe I could unlock this game by attacking based on Q. I think our classes are super great for this. I was reading teaching notes yesterday from Eric talking about, um, I think it was in game of the day and he was helping the students learn how to make worlds, which is just critical to, you know, if you're ever going to get to that point where you're going to do the whole section in 20 minutes, it's because you made worlds. (laughs) It's like, it's too easy. It's like cheat code for the logic game. Yeah. And, um, Eric was like, well, here's a rule that might've been attractive for building your worlds. And Eric took the class through, okay, here's what that would have looked like. And what would that have done for us? And then Eric redirected the discussion to, but the purpose of building worlds in the first place, what's the purpose in the first place? The purpose in the first place is to eliminate rules, essentially to simplify the game by baking rules in. And Eric was able to redirect the class to um, building worlds based on a player who had been mentioned in more than one, more than one rule. Yeah. And then it turns out that like that, that player is so bossy that when you, when you picture them in their limited spots, it ends up just unlocking all the, the whole game. It's like, oh shit. Wow. Okay. So there's really only a few ways to do this because this one guy is so bossy. Yeah. And you end up with a solution that is not going to take 30 minutes. It's like part of it is learning that incomplete worlds are really powerful. Yeah. Like you bake the rules in to the point where you get to forget about the rules. And the point isn't let me figure out exactly where every player lives. The point is bake in the rules to where, okay, everybody else now is just essentially a wild card. And when that happens, then you can have these skeletal worlds or these empty worlds that no way took you 30 minutes because we're not trying to just write out all the permutations. That's never what we're trying to do. We're trying to visualize the solutions to the game in a limited set of worlds. Like, well, we got to either be in this world or that world or this other world. And all the rules at that point have been baked in ideally. And once you learn how to do that, you can solve any game. It's never, ever, ever going to take you, you know, 30 minutes (laughs) to solve any game. Yeah. I am confident, though, that Gavin will get there. Do at least one game a day until you get there. Pretty simple. Yeah. So glad you're here. Email daily at LSATdemon.com if you'd like to ask us a question or share some LSAT or Law School Admissions news. Thanks for listening. (laughs) 